and welcome to the Violin Class Podcast, which is a podcast for people learning the violin as an adult. My name is Julia, and I'm a violinist and violin teacher, and I'm here to share my tips and experience to hopefully make learning the violin a little bit easier. If you've been away from the instrument for any length of time, this episode is for you. I'll be dividing it into two parts. The first part, I'll go over what you need to know if you're starting out on the violin after a long time away. This episode is probably not relevant to everyone who uh, listens to this podcast, but I did want to put it out there because I think it's something important to talk about, um, and it could be a good reference for you, even if you're just starting out, um, to come back to you in the future if you take a vacation or some time off. Um, Although I've been playing since I was a young child, I've had to ease back into playing uh, many times as I was out of practicing for almost a year when I was in school due to injury. And I've also taken extended time off several times after graduating to focus on other things. Um, And in both cases, I've had to get myself back into shape from what felt like zero. I know some of you have been away for much, much longer than that, uh, possibly into the decades. So I hope that these tips will be helpful. In the second part, which will be a separate episode that I'll put out next week, I'll be going over my personal practice plan for getting back into shape. Unlike many of my colleagues and musician friends, I usually give myself a nice long vacation from playing every single year, uh, sometimes up to a month or even longer in the summers if I'm traveling. Uh, With the exception of the years that I was in music school, I've actually taken time off from violin every single year since I was a kid. So having to get back into shape quickly is something I've done many times. During my violin vacations, I may play a little bit for fun or still be teaching, but I'm not actively practicing. And after a few weeks of this, my fingers are really stiff and slow and just overall out of shape. As this is my own personal practice routine, this will be geared more towards advanced players as I'll be going over my technique exercises and etudes. But uh, if you want to try some of what I do, you can definitely adapt um, some of the things and I'll make sure to mention some alternatives in that episode. Um, That said, that's going to be for another episode. So let's get on to what you need to know if you're starting up the violin again after a long time away. Few things to remember. So the first one is to get your instrument checked and to get new strings if it's been a really long time. Uh, Also, you should give your violin a good dusting with a fine microfiber cloth. If there is a buildup of rosin that is caked on and it can't be removed with a dry cloth, you should leave it and make sure to get it professionally removed. I have a whole uh, episode on instrument care. If you want to check it out, it is episode number four. If your violin hasn't been played in years, you should definitely take it to a luthier to get it checked out. Most luthiers will give you a free consultation as to what work needs to be done. And if it's a small adjustment, like just moving your sound post, they might actually even do it for free sometimes. If you don't know a good luthier in your area, check out if there are any violin Facebook groups uh, in your town or state and ask around for recommendations. Some luthiers work out of a violin shop or a co-op, but sometimes they'll actually just work individually from their homes, so you might not have to necessarily drive to a big city to find one. Expect to spend a bit of money on adjustments. You might need a new bridge, you probably need a bow rehair and new strings. You can ask your luthier how urgent those repairs are. Uh, Some things can wait, but some things can't. While you're at your luthier, pick up a fresh rosin and a new set of strings. 
Uh, you may be surprised to know that rosin does go off after a while, and if you're using really old rosin, it'll make your bow hair sticky. I learned this only a few years ago after uh, using a really old rosin that I found laying around for a while when I was visiting uh, my parents. It was probably over a decade old, and after a couple of weeks, my bow was really sticky and gross and unpleasant to play. Um, as for strings... As for strings, I recommend getting a set of dominants for the strings as they're on the lower end cost-wise and sound good on most violins. Plus, Hilary Hahn uses dominants, so they should be good enough for the rest of us. If you were a teenager last time you played and your parents were play paying for your strings, you uh, may be sad to find out that they are very expensive. A full set of dominants will set you back about 75 bucks with tax here in Canada. Uh, but luckily, if you're not playing many, many hours a day, they should last you a while. So once you have gotten your violin all ready to go in playing shape, you're ready to get to work. So my biggest advice and the one takeaway that you should get from this is that you need to go slowly. You won't be able to relearn all the level that you've lost in a month or even several months. But if you're patient and you're working consistently, you'll eventually be able to play even better than you did before you stopped. Don't let the fear of sounding bad stop you from starting up again. I've worked with adults that have taken a couple of decades away after quitting in their late teens, and I've been so impressed with how quickly they end up improving. And if that's not enough, here is a cautionary tale to discourage you from moving too fast. When I was recovering from my injury in college, I was so ready to start practicing again, and I finally was at a place physically where I felt like I could do that. After a couple of weeks of slow warm-ups, I was starting to feel confident that my injury was gone forever, and I was just so excited to put the whole thing behind me and move on um, that I decided to take the plunge and start a new road etude, uh, telling myself that it would be fine and I would just play slowly. But uh, as I started to play, I started to get pretty excited. Um, I started to play really high, a bit too loud, a bit too much vibrato. And I unfortunately ended up reviving my injury and had to sit out all of my playing requirements at school for three more months, um, which, as you can imagine, in music school is pretty much everything. So um, so this pretty much sucked, but it's but it did teach me that rushing into things will actually slow you down in the long run. I'm sharing that more as a cautionary tale of an extreme, uh, but even if you never had a playing injury when you were younger, it is easier to get injured the older you go. So it is something that should be on your radar if you're coming back to playing. So in order to prevent that, you need to make sure you're doing some stretching and taking many breaks. Your body may not be quite as flexible and uh, easygoing as it used to be last time you played. Even if you're only in your uh, early 20s and it's been just a couple years off, this is especially with all. Uh, this is especially true with all of us working from home these days. Make sure your body is warm before playing, especially if you've been sitting at a computer all day. This can just be from running up a flight of stairs or doing a couple jumping jacks. When you start practicing, go in very small chunks of 5 to 10 minutes spread out across the day. 
It will be frustrating to feel tired after 10 or 20 minutes of playing when you used to sit through hours of rehearsals with youth orchestra, uh, but your muscles will get stronger. Once you finish practicing, give yourself a few minutes to stretch your upper body, your neck, arms, and wrists. This can be super simple, but if you want some specific exercises, I would actually... uh, recommend checking out a book that Yehudi Menuhin wrote himself on the topic. It's called Yoga for Violinists. Um, Menuhin was actually obsessed with yoga and even studied with the Indian master Iyengar. Uh, This guy used to be so flexible and he would actually do handstands on stage. Um, And the book also has many cute pictures of him in his uh, pajamas in his later years doing some yoga poses. So it is worth checking out just for that. But I think it is actually a must read for anyone who plays violin um, and wants to make sure that they are uh, stretching properly. So as far as the actual things that you play, I think it's important to find a good balance between um, technique and pieces. Although I think it's a great idea to start with some technique exercises, uh, you should also start to learn a really simple piece pretty shortly thereafter. I know I like to talk a lot about technique, but at the end of the day, it's just a means to an end. And I've had plenty of times where I've had a whole detailed technique plan to get myself back in shape. But by week two, I'm super bored and I've lost motivation. So pulling out a short and simple piece and trying to focus just on your sound, uh, I think will be very helpful to remember why you love playing and it will keep you motivated to um, keep practicing. And one thing I do want to mention is that you should don't want to just pull out the last piece you were learning. This is especially true if it's been years away. Um, The last piece that you were learning is probably going to be uh, too difficult for you right now, even if you can kind of manage to play it. Um, That's where you're at a bit more risk of injury. So I would actually recommend pulling out something from like Suzuki Book One or... um, Yeah, just something that you are very familiar with and played a lot, but that's below the level that you were at when you you left off playing last. My last tip is to have a goal for yourself. Make yourself a short-term, a mid-term, and a long-term goal. Um, I will, of course, assume that one of these goals is to have the violin to be a regular part of your life again, but I think it's super important to have some more specific playing goals to help you motivate, um, to help keep you motivated for when you come across some roadblocks or moments where you're less motivated. Was there a technique that you never quite got the hang of last time you played, like off the string or ricochet or chords, something that makes you really excited? Or is there a piece that you've always wanted to play? Your teacher can help you work backwards from these goals and can guide you in what needs to be done to get there. You likely had some technical issues that will need working through, but the good news is there's actually no better time to fix than to fix those technical issues than after some time away. You're pretty much a blank slate at this play at this point, so go slowly and make sure your body is learning things correctly and right off the bat. You'll be sounding better than ever in no time. So next week I will be continuing this episode with some more um specific details of things that I like to do. Um, Again, my personal practice plan for getting back into shape. Uh, And for those of you who who are just starting out or didn't have any time away, don't worry. The following week, I will be back with some episodes that are more relevant to everyone. But 
I did want to make sure to cover this topic because it's stuff that I wish I had heard when I was coming back from breaks. Uh, so thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in next Tuesday for the second part of this. If you have a suggestion for a future topic or just want to say hi, you can email me at violinclasspod at gmail.com. And I'm also on Instagram at violinclasspod uh, if you want to follow for updates on the show. And if you are still listening and you find that this podcast is helpful for you, I would super highly appreciate it if you would take a second to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast. This gives a bit of a boost in the algorithm and helps other people find this podcast more easily. So it only takes a minute and it's free to do. So if you could take that time, I would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next week for another episode.